This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. Mary Kudlow, we're talking the economy. It's a somewhat gloomy discussion, but it can't help it. That's what the facts show. We're here with John Carney, Breitbart News Editor for Economics and Finance and co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest. And uh, my pal Joe Lavornia, former chief economist at the White House National Economic Council and chief economist at SMBC Nico Securities. Uh Jalavornia, does this debt ceiling business have any economic impact? Uh, no, Larry, it doesn't. It uh, it will get uh, it will get done, uh, as you know. Um, I think there are a lot of areas where, where both sides have overlap and can compromise. And comments I had seen overnight from the speaker, Speaker McCarthy, were were optimistic that uh, he could get a deal done by by June fifth as that the June 1X date really wasn't a hard date, which we never thought it would. <laughs> well, this, is, this is the same Janet Yellen who said inflation was transitory. It, it, it took her about a year to figure it out. I mean, I'm <laughs> applying the one-year lag. We could probably get through a whole year without a debt ceiling. <laughs> yeah, but it'll get done, Larry, and it'll, we'll, we'll worry about it maybe in 25 or after. But the market has a lot of experience with these uh, with these things. I call it kabuki theater. Yeah, it is kabuki theater. You know, John Carney, lost in the shuffle of this uh, debt ceiling baloney, um, the budget deficit for this year is going to be a big number. It could be as high as $2 trillion. I know Joe Biden says he's cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion, for which he was awarded a bottomless Pinocchio Award by the Washington Post. But we're, we're running a very large budget deficit this year, again. And we're running a large budget deficit at a time where unemployment is down at 3.4%. This is troubling from any economic theory. You should not be having to, you, when, you know, when you get into a crunch or a slump, you want some room for fiscal expansion. When you already have an expansive fiscal policy, you're actually limiting your ability to respond in the future. And so we really shouldn't be doing this. It is irresponsible. You know, There's longer-term problems with it, but just doing what we're doing this year and the last couple of years has been really troubling. That's an important point. Uh, and, Joe Lavo- and, look, a good Keynesian, Joe Lavornia, would say running a huge budget deficit when you're at full employment and you still have high inflation is really the totally wrong policy. Now, you have a little Keynesian blood left in you. I don't have any Keynesian blood in me at all. But still, a, a Larry Summers, Jason Furman Keynesian would say this is very bad. And incidentally, the bulk of the deficit is coming from overspending. They're running about $450 billion ahead of last year on spending, Joe. Larry, first of all, let me just say that I am a reformed Keynesian. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> okay let's, get, let's get that straight. Uh, second thing, uh, you mentioned Larry Summers. Uh, Larry Summers is a good Keynesian, and Larry Summers was very clear in February of, uh, of 21 that he was adamant against uh, big fiscal spending because based on how he approaches the world, which 
I don't necessarily agree with as it relates to output gaps in the Phillips curve, but be that as it may, very Keynesian, thought there would be a major inflation problem. And that's what we got. So you're correct. We, sh we should be running much smaller deficits. We should have much higher revenue to GDP, all things considered, uh, when you're at full employment. But it speaks to the fact that, again, the economy is not very dynamic, Larry. We've had very weak productivity growth. The equity market's held up. It's been very narrowly focused. But we need rising productivity because that's what determines long-term living standards, and we have to get those real wages positive. They cannot be negative because that's just not economic health. John Maynard Keynes would say we should be running budget surpluses right now. That's I right. I communed with him earlier in the week. <laughs> uh, uh, John Carney, let me go back to your Fed call. Uh, you think they're – going to raise a quarter in June and or July? Is that... I, I, I do. I think that we are looking at another raise unless we get some very unexpected weak jobs. Remember, there's not enough data between now and the meeting uh, in mid-June. So, we're, you know, we have basically all I think that can make a difference is the you know, non-farm payroll number. If that comes in, you know, super low or negative, sure, maybe they, they, then they don't hike. But if that comes in above 200,000, which I think the odds are very good that might happen, then I think that we're looking at another June hike. Uh, so barring an unexpected economic calamity between now and then, uh, I think we're looking at another hike. Is that, is that this coming Friday, that report? Yes. Joe Lavornia, what do you think about Fed policy here? Uh, I look, the Fed, to me, is restrictive, Larry. Uh, I agree with John's comments that uh, there's not a lot to keep them from hiking other than a weak, very weak employment report. Maybe CPI right before they meet, maybe that could do it. Market right now is almost 70% chance of a June hike, so they're probably going to go at this stage. But, I, I, look, policy works with those long and variable lags. Interest rates are high. Um, household borrowing costs are at the highest in over 20 years. Why not just wait? I don't think... Higher rates are what we need now to get inflation down. There's other things we can do to get inflation down, but higher rates, in my opinion, uh, it's, it's not one of them. And we're going to wind up, you know, using monetary policy as that blunt instrument, as it's known, and bludgeon the economy lower. Joe, are these BLS numbers on jobs and unemployment reliable? No, but they never have been uh, because of the net birth of death adjustments and the seasonal factors and the ability to survey our economy in real time that has been rapidly changing over the years as it's moved to more services and intellectual property over a period of years yes larry the numbers the numbers are are, are good but in real time they get revised a ton last month we had almost 150,000 in downward revisions to jobs and the three-month trend in jobs right now is the slowest since january of 21 so over time, I think the numbers will, will bear weakness on the job side, but now they look okay. But I think that might be the way we put the numbers together. And, John Carney, last one. I noticed, um, you know, you've had a big sell-off in the bond market, so interest rates have come up quite a bit. The 10-year is back to 380. But, um, John, the mortgage rate is over 7%. 30-year mortgage rate, 715 now. That had come down. It's gone back up. Uh, housing looked like it was bottoming, maybe even improving slightly. Will this mortgage rate squelch any housing? I think it will be a drag, but I think we've actually had a sort of mental adjustment to higher mortgage rates 
you, I, six months ago, people were shocked when they tried to buy a home and found out that they had to pay, you know, 6.5 to 7%. Now there's actually some, you know, level setting going on and people are willing to buy even if they have to pay close to 7% for right. their mortgage. Thanks to both of you, John Carney of Breitbart, Joe Labornia, SMBC, Nico Securities, folks. We're going to take a break. On the side of the break, we're going to do some stock market work. Stock market is very, very interesting today. Anyway, I'm Cudlow. Hang around. It's a Memorial Day weekend. We love the people that have given the ultimate sacrifice to make America great.